Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Husky Talk. We are your hosts, Casey Evansberger and Kaylin John. This week we are interviewing a legend in the sport. Please welcome to the show, Lance Mackey. Hey Lance, how are you doing today? Oh, uh, just getting going, but pretty good so far. Well, I'm glad you're having a good day. So, before we start our interview with you, we're going to test your Diderot knowledge. We have five Diderot trivia questions for you to answer. Are you ready? I believe I am. Who won the first Diderot? <coughs> Carl Huntington. Um, not quite, but it's Dick Wilmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trick question, huh? I was just seeing if you uh, knew your, your facts. <laughs> Who has won the most Iditarods? Rick Swenson. You are correct. Who founded the Iditarod? What was that? Who founded the Iditarod? Joe Reddington Sr. Correct. How many dogs can a mustard start with this year? 14. You are correct. What is the award given to the musher that finishes last? The Red Lantern. Yep. You are correct. Can you tell us where you are originally from? Um, Alaska. How long have you been involved in mushing? Um, my entire life. How did you get started? My parents were racing and had a kennel uh, before I was born, so um, I, I grew up in it. That's interesting. Is there someone or something that is an inspiration to you? Well, Joe Rainson Sr. was 56, 58 years old when he started racing and was 76 uh, on his last Iditarod. That's pretty inspiring. Colonel Norman Vaughn. Uh, I think he ran at 90-plus years old. Um, George Atla, um, uh, famous sprint musher, has uh, had one leg, one prosthetic. Uh, those people are very inspiring to me. Okay. Wow. We read you had cancer. Can you tell us when you found out and about this, about this and what kind of cancer you had? I found out uh, at the end of the 2001, I did it on my rookie year. And it was uh, stage four skin cancer called squamous cell carcinoma. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't really know how to respond to that. Um, it's, it's, not a, it's not a word you want to get familiar with. Uh, and hopefully you never have... Uh, Yourself or anybody you know, deal with it. Um, my neighbor, he's actually a really good friend of my parents and I. He had cancer. I don't know what it, what type it was, but he, he survived. Good, good on him. Good, good for him. Mm-hmm. Not, not a lot of people do. Um, how has living with cancer impacted your life? Who what? How has living with cancer impacted your life? made me realize that we're not guaranteed tomorrow, so get the most out of today. That's some good advice. 
Can you tell our listeners why you took a break from the Iditarod? Why I what? Took a break from the Iditarod. Why you took a break from the Iditarod? Well, we had um, we had some issues in our personal life. We had some uh, health issues, and um, and uh, just not really excited um, about the last several attempts. Um, the last one I didn't finish, and I just need to take a breather for a couple, three years, and uh, regroup. So get my health back in order the best I can. And, and, um, so we're still, we're dealing with stuff and we will forever, but, um, I feel I'm in pretty decent shape. So we're going to go for it again. That's cool. Um, your fans are stoked that you decided to race this year. What made you decide to come back to do the Iditarod again? (laughs) Oh, just the love of the sport and the dogs, the adventure, the personal challenge. Um, you know, something I grew up around, and I was actually um, pretty good at it at one time. <laughs> so uh, it's something I love to do. Okay. Cool. So, so we know the Iditarod is huge in your family. Tell our listeners what the Iditarod means to your family. It's a lifestyle a career, a hobby, uh, um, you know, a passion, all of those things wrapped into one. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, you get a lot of satisfaction out of being able to travel, travel across the state of Alaska uh, behind a dog team in places that very, very few people on the planet get a chance to, to see. And um, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, be able to see some of those things and uh, learn a few things along the way. You know, competition, all of those things are the reasons I'm running. We also know that you completed, competed and won the Yukon Quest. How many times have you done the Yukon Quest? Ah, <clears throat> uh, see, Eight or eight or nine. Uh, that's a great question. Let's see here. Uh, I think there must be around nine. Can you tell our listeners what the big difference between the Iditarod and the Yukon Quest? <clears throat> uh, the number of competitors is normally about half. Uh, the number of checkpoints is about half. Uh, the weather is twice as cold, not, not twice as cold, but can be more severe than that. Uh, the, uh, uh, it's just the remoteness of it, and uh, and, uh, and the layout is uh, really appealing to me. And uh, just another another adventure across another section of um, of land that's very appealing. And just um, time spent with my team is uh, like a vacation for me. So I uh, I look forward to it every year. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do both of them in uh, quite some time now, but maybe one day again. That's cool. Um, what do you expect out of yourself this year for the Iditarod? 
I have zero expectations other than having fun. If I have fun, I'm going to have a good race, and my finishing position will probably exceed my expectations. So I don't want to put myself in a position to set myself up for disappointment by going into the event with a goal of, um, you know, my, my goals. Uh, my dogs don't really care what my goals are. So I have to race my dogs accordingly first, race my competition second, and not really worry about what position I come in because if you finish an event like that and you did the very best you could with what you have to work with and you make it to the finish line, no matter where you finish in the standings number-wise, you win. And that's, you know, that's the way I try to approach it. I, you know, winning, winning the Iditarod or any event is a, is a bonus in my mind. Um, I race my dogs first and, and take the best, try, best care of them uh, that I can. And if I do that, like I said, then, uh, you know, then I succeed, I win. If I get, the dogs don't know what position they finished. But if I get to know him and there's nobody in front of me, I won. That's really cool. I'm glad you have that goal. Yeah. Oh, not really a goal, but you know what I mean. I do. Yeah, my goal is to have fun and take care of my dogs. The next part of our show we call Brain Freeze. We have five Would You Rather questions for you. You ready? I am. Car racing, car racing or sled dog racing? Oh, great question. Cars in the summer, dogs in the winter. Good answer. Yukon Quest or Iditarod? Ooh, uh, one's in February, one's in March. How about both? Okay. We'll take it. Long distance or short, short distance mushing? Um, short if that's the event that I'm entered in, but I prefer long distance. Would you rather mush, walk, or ski the Iditarod? <laughs> uh, walk, mush, or ski? Um, I'm not the athlete, so I'm going to go with uh, the dogs and mush. Okay. Personally, I would rather ski just because I'm a skiing person. Well, that's, I think that's great. Um, and you have a little more energy at your age than I probably do at mine, so makes sense. <laughs> Would you rather mush with your father or one of your brothers? My father, definitely. And why is that? He's one of the people that I looked up to my entire life. And, um, and um, you know, I guess maybe someday when I grow up, I'd love to be just like him, mostly. This is a question we are asking all of our guests. If you could go on a sled dog trip with anybody, living or dead, who would you choose and why? I would choose my family um, at the moment. My two, I have two small kids and um, because I want to pass the, um, the knowledge and the um, excitement and, you know, the, the adventure on um, to my kids. Finally, what is your favorite song? Oh, Charlie Daniels, Long Haired Country Boy. Okay. 
Never heard of it, but I'm sure I will like it once I do. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming on our podcast, and good luck in the Iditarod this year. We will be cheering for you. Well, that's very nice of you. Where are you going to be cheering from? Where's home for you? It's in Iowa. It's in Comanche. In Iowa. Comanche, well, Iowa. I hope all the people in Iowa is, uh, is, um, uh, I don't know the right word. I, I guess, um, looking forward to the race as much as you guys are. And I hope I, uh, keep it exciting for you to, to want to watch. And, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything turns out good and we'll talk to you after the race, maybe. Okay. Have a good day. You guys have a great day and thank you very much for calling. Special thanks for our guest, Lance Mackey, for being on the show this week. Subscribe to us on iTunes and tune in next week. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, The Iditarod Trail Song. Now enjoy a clip from Lance's favorite song, Long Hair Country Boy by Charlie Daniels. I can't get it on my own.